0: entrepreneur on fire episode 281
1: fire 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 today's most inspiring entrepreneurs delivered straight to you seven days a week this is entrepreneur on fire fire Fire. here is your host who is always, always prepared to ignite john lee dumas entrepreneur on fire fire
0: Fire Nation, I'm not a huge shopper, so when I heard about Trunk Club, an outfitting company for men, I could not have been more excited. My personal shopper sends stuff right to my door. Want to look your best? Go to trunkclub.com/fire today. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, John Asaraf. John, are you prepared to ignite
1: you better believe it. <laughs> All right.
0: John is one of the leading behavioral and mindset experts in the world with a unique ability for helping people release the mental obstacles that prevents them from achieving their very best work in business and in life. For the last 10 years, he has written two New York Times bestselling books and appeared on Larry King Live eight times. Today, he is the CEO of Praxis Now, which develops some of the most advanced brain retraining programs in the world. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, John, but take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then give us an overview of your business.
1: Well, thanks so much, John. It's, um, it's actually been a 30-year journey of building companies, uh, but prior to that, I had a lot of self-esteem issues where I didn't think I was good enough or I didn't think I was smart enough. And fortunately, when I was 19, I had an amazing mentor who taught me the power of having You know, a way to retrain my brain with the right beliefs, the right habits, and then integrating that with the right strategies and tactics to build companies. And fortunately, by working on what I call is my inner game and my outer game, I was able to build some pretty successful companies over the last thirty years. And now that's really what I do and teach.
0: Wonderful. And we're going to delve even more into that later in the interview, John. But before we do, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote. We get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: I think the, the best success quote that, that I live by and, and, and believe in is, is this, is hire people who play at things you have to work at. Let me repeat that. Hire people who play At things you have to work at. And that has been the antithesis of my whole life is to really find people around me who do what they do as well as what I play at. And in doing that, you're able to really have fun. And more importantly, you could do what you love to do most of the time.
0: So, John, what we love doing here at Entrepreneur on Fire is really breaking it down to the ground level because you're our spotlighted guest and we want to hear real stories about you. So, when have you actually hired somebody who played at something that you had to work at and how did that work out for you?
1: So a perfect example is if we take, for example, you know, being an entrepreneur requires obviously the ability to know sales, marketing, finance, management, operations, et cetera. There's a lot of different moving pieces. I happen to be extremely analytical, but not structural. What does that mean? Well, that means that I can analyze a lot of information, but then to put the details of step one, step two, step three, step four, step five is hard for me. So I always have somebody on my team that could take the analytics out of my head and put it into a sequential step-by-step formula with dates, timelines, roles, responsibilities, which I'm not really good at. And so by knowing what I am good at, And by hiring that other piece to somebody else, I'm not only able to be analytical, but I'm able to take the analysis and put it into a practical application that my team can follow with timelines and responsibilities and accountability so that we can actually get stuff done versus just talking about it.
0: Ah, great insights. And John, you mentioned at the beginning of the interview that you've been on a 30-year journey. And Lucky for us, Entrepreneur on Fire is all about our spotlighted guest journey. We want to hear real stories and real experiences that you've been through and how they've impacted your life in both positive and negative ways. So can you take us back to a time when you failed or when you came up against a massive challenge or obstacle that you really had to dig deep to overcome and then share with us how you did overcome that?
1: Well, what I can share with you is I was very, very fortunate for the first uh, probably 20 some odd years of my career. I built uh, my first company, Remax uh, of Indiana, to a $4.5 billion company. I then took another company, Public publicbamboo.com. We were worth about $2.5 billion, Started another company, and we were quickly generating uh, almost a million dollars a month. And then I ran into my first ever partnership problem. And up until that time, I'd had great partnerships. Everything was in writing, never never a problem. And then I ended up with a massive partnership problem where uh, we just couldn't agree. We couldn't agree on absolutely anything on how to build the company, who to hire, how to compensate them. Every part of building that company was a problem. And over the course of three years, because we were also best friends, we really didn't want to discuss the real issues behind the scenes. And... So we basically pussyfooted around for three years <laughs> while our company started you know, to uh, disintegrate in growth, in morale, in, in reputation. And finally, after you know, three years of, of, of challenges, we decided to close the company. And so why do I share this? Well, I share this because the first lesson was we should have dealt with the real issues when they first came up instead of sweep them under the rug. Second lesson was that we should have been more forthcoming with our members of our team because they knew something was up, but we really didn't talk to them about the personal challenges that my business partner and I were having. So we were being unfair to them. And that really caused, you know, morale to decrease and authenticity and transparency wasn't the way it should be, and I'd like it to be. And then lesson number three was do it fast instead of slow. And what do I mean by that? Well, we knew for quite some time that there was a problem. And had we dealt with it in the first year instead of, you know, really dealing with it in the third year, we could have both gone on to really build our own companies, you know, individually, which we ended up doing. Uh, but it just took us so long to get to the real issues. And so, you know, my biggest takeaways was you know, if there are problems, deal with them immediately. They don't sweep them under the rug um, and, and do it in a way that's ethical, professional, and doesn't attack the person, but really deals with the issue. And having gone back out on my own again, even though I was retired for a while, um, I can make my own decisions. Uh, I've got uh, an organizational psychologist that makes sure every two weeks we have a two-hour meeting with my entire team, that we bring anything that is Uh, You know, maybe not working or not discussed right up to the forefront. Um, And so we're dealing with with really having that transparency and authenticity and bringing all the issues to the table to discuss, no matter how difficult they may be with my entire team right now. And everybody loves it. And so do I.
0: So John, if we could just break down for the listeners who either have partners right now or who are about to get into a partnership, what's just one word of advice that you would give to them? You've given some great lessons learned and some clear examples. We've heard of things like memos of understanding and just really sitting down and getting things worked out beforehand. What's just one word you would give to listeners who are either right now getting into partnerships or just started out with a partnership and haven't worked anything out?
1: Well, the one word would be clarity. Clarity. Clarity on what the roles and responsibilities are. Clarity on the measurement of how you will measure the roles and responsibility. Clarity on the rules that you each have for your expectations. Clarity on what you will do if and when there will be challenges. Clarity on the process. Clarity on Um, On an exit strategy, if the partnership doesn't work out, I mean, clarity is the absolute biggest word I can come up with right now without any ways to misinterpret, you know, what everything means.
0: Love that. And Fire Nation, before we go on to the next major topic, I just want to break in here for a second because this is a a seven-day-a-week podcast. So, so many people wake up every morning and just like they pour that cup of coffee, they're downloading Entrepreneur on Fire for that drive to work. So, They get to know me, they get to know my voice, and obviously, my voice is not up to par today. I was just at an amazing conference in Poland, Oregon, where unfortunately, I did too much networking, if that's possible, and did lose my voice, and I had eight interviews scheduled today, and I was able to move seven of them, but John, I mean, this guy, his name precedes himself. I was not willing to take the risk of moving this interview because it was so important that I got him on the line to share his journey and his words of wisdom with the Fire Nation. So excuse my voice, Fire Nation, but realize that I'm doing this now, even though it's hard for me, I'm straining because I want John so bad to be on Entrepreneur on Fire. I'm so glad he's bearing with me. So I just wanted to break in there. And John, we're going to move into our next major topic, which is the aha moments because we've all had the failures and the challenges and the obstacles. But as entrepreneurs, we've also had those bright, shining moments where we've sat up in bed or we've jumped off the treadmill to go write something down because it's just hit us like a lightning bolt. Share with us one of those moments that you had in your life and how you turned that moment of clarity into success.
1: <laughs> it's, it's funny as you say that. I, I think about uh, one of my first mentors, I had heard about this guy um, that was making mi- tens of millions of dollars a year yeah. uh, in real estate and in, in building his real estate company and in real estate investments. And I was uh, 20 years old at the time and I was like, wow, that would be amazing if I could meet <laughs> this guy and I could uh, you know, pick his brain and, and learn from him. And he was in his 30s at the time. And somebody said to me, well, why don't you just call him? And I remember, I'm, I'm 51 right now. I remember, like it was yesterday. You know, all of the thoughts that went in my head, like God, he'll never want to talk to me. Who am I for him to even answer my my phone call? And like, I, I remember the negative thoughts and ideas in my own head. And then somebody says, just pick up the phone and call him, and stop being a pussy about it. <laughs> and so I ended up picking up the phone, and I called this guy. His name is Walter. I said, uh, hello, Mister Mister Schneider. My name is John Asraf, and I'm new in this area, and I'm new in real estate. And at the time, for whatever reason, he he uh, accepted calls. Uh, uh, the receptionist just put me through to him, and maybe it was just the nature of the real estate business. And I told him I just was looking for a mentor, somebody to teach me, um, you know, what they've learned. I was willing to do whatever it takes to become successful. And um, he says, well, let's meet for lunch. And my jaw just about dropped that within five minutes, he said, sure, let's meet for lunch. And when I met him for lunch, he started to to share his wisdom and successes with me and and what had made him successful, his thinking, his strategies. And I, I'll never forget this as long as I lived. He, he also said something to me that everybody will love. And he, says, he says, you're one of the very few people who have ever just called me and asked me to teach them anything because most people have been afraid that I would talk to them. So he actually appreciated that I called him. And the aha was that most people who've achieved a level of success absolutely love to share what they've learned with others because there's there's an old saying that goes like this says, "As you climb, extend a hand down and lift the other person." And so people who are highly successful, I have found are willing to climb and lift at the same time and so if somebody's listening to this, You know, it's because you want to learn. And if you want to learn, then there are so many people, you included, me included, John, who's interviewing me right now, want to help. And so don't be afraid to ask.
0: John, we truly, truly do. And I was in that situation when I was like, why would Seth Godin, why would Gary Vaynerchuk, Tim Ferriss... Barbara Corkin, why would these people answer my email and agree to come on my little business podcast here to share their journey with my audience, but lo and behold, they answered that email and I got them on my show and, we, and they shared an amazing journey with what now is a massive audience and it 's just that first step, and you will be shocked at the few people that actually take that step, as John said, and you 'll also be shocked at the response that you get if you do take that step so John. Thank you so much for sharing that. And let's just boil that down to one clear lesson from that entire experience.
1: Well, the clear lesson is don't allow your own internal dialogue, your fears, your potential rejection, the emotions around, you know, being put down or somebody saying no to you, stop you from asking. And maybe some people say no to you, but a lot of people say yes to you. And if we, if we use baseball as an analogy, you know, the hall of fame baseball players strike out, you know, 70 plus percent of the time. And so they only hit 30% of the time. So guess what? Just make sure that you don't allow your fears to control you, that you override any of your negative thoughts and possibilities of failure or possibilities of being put down and just go forward and do it.
0: Thank you for sharing that, John. Have you had an I've made it moment?
1: The answer is yes. There there were several times in my life where I thought I've made it. One was, you know, when I was 30 years old and I was officially uh, a multimillionaire and I thought, you know, I've made it. Um, another time was when I took uh, a bamboo public with my team in 1999 and you know, we did an internet uh uh startup and IPO on Nasdaq and I thought I've made it. Um, I'm having another one of those I've made it moments now where my one son is going off to college in 60 days. Wow. So I've made it. Um, you know, I, there's, there's moments that make you feel that you've made it. And they're quickly, um, in my case, um, looked upon as a milestone uh, on the journey. And so I, I think the, the, the real test for for me and my life is going to be, you know, when, when the last breath is taken, you know, the real question is, you know, was I fulfilled? Did I really go after my goals and dreams and feel like my life mattered and it had purpose and meaning to it? Uh, was I able to contribute to the lives of others and, and through the philanthropic um, means that my wife and I and kids participate in, that's when you know I feel like you know I've made it as far as my life has had you know the best use of it with all of the trials and tribulations and failures and challenges. Uh, did the good that I that, that I did with my life did they outshine the the negative things that that have occurred and that I've done, I've participated in.
0: So, John, you shared your personal philosophy on your journey, which is still very young, being only 51 years old. But let's now talk in a more abstract way. What is your feelings about the entrepreneurial journey in general? Share with Fire Nation your thoughts on how they should be looking at their journey, whether it's just starting, it's already started, or they're in the middle of it like yourself.
1: Well, business can be the royal road to financial freedom, and the beautiful thing about business is that you you get to take you know, your passion, something that you love, something that you think you know has a way to impact other people, whether it's your product, your service, and your knowledge, and you get a chance to play the game of business. And what I've always said to people is that you can choose to play the game at the kindergarten level, at the grade school level, high school level, you know, college level, or the pro level. And depending on your willingness to grow, the easier it's going to be for you to take this entrepreneurial journey and really make it a success. And unfortunately, most people aren't prepared. They're ill-equipped to deal with being an entrepreneur. And and here's why I say this. If you think of a Rubik's Cube, you have two by two Rubik's Cubes, three by three, four by four, five by five, six by six, seven by sevens. And each one of those Rubik's Cubes requires learning patterns that create predictable success or transformation. There are so many different variations of what has to happen in a business, in sales, marketing, management, finance, legal, etc., most business owners don't take the time to learn what the patterns are, or they try to figure it out on their own instead of learning from others. And if you think about growing a business, for example, there are certain things that are high income and certain things that are high impact That every business owner should be focusing on every single day. Yet most of them get caught up in the low productivity and the low return on energy and return on investment activities. And so the question is why? And the answer is because they haven't trained their mind to be able to focus. Not just on the outer game of what needs to happen, but the inner game of being able to determine what they should do and stay focused to completion on getting that done. So we talk about entrepreneurialism. It's a phenomenal vehicle for self-expression and for making a big difference on the planet. But it also requires relentless focus and knowledge, uh, upgrading your knowledge and your skills and your strategies because they're forever changing in this landscape of business.
0: Well, John, this is a perfect segue to what you have going on right now. You're the CEO of Praxis Now, which develops some of the most advanced brain retraining programs in the world. Share with Fire Nation one or two things that are just really exciting you about Praxis Now.
1: One of the things that's really exciting, we just got um, acceptance at uh, UCSD here in in San Diego, University of San Diego, and the Brain Observatory to do a brain scan imaging study with our brain retraining technology. And so that's taken six months of them reviewing our, our material, reviewing our company, and agreeing to doing a independent brain scan study uh, on our technology. And uh, basically what we do is we have uh, software uh, to help people retrain their brains to have better beliefs, better habits, higher degrees of focus, confidence, and certainty. And we've got over 10,000 uh, individuals and companies using our programs to help them Reach their business goals. And so we have a uh, world renowned institution that's uh, uh, just agreed to do an independent study on our technology and methodologies. So that's super exciting.
0: That is really exciting stuff. And I'm so glad it's taking place right here in San Diego. Since I moved here personally, I've just been so blown away by the entrepreneurial vibe. And I mean, I've lived in places like Boston, New York City, and then as an Army officer, numerous places in the Midwest and Southeast and everywhere you can imagine. And San Diego has just really proven to be a great place for location-independent entrepreneurs to come and to just experience and grow their business. So I think you've chosen a great place, John. I'm really excited to continue to watch the growth of Praxis now. From a local spot. I'm right here in Pacific Beach, so great stuff. And now let's take a second to thank our sponsor. Trunk Club, the outfitting service for men who don't like to shop but who still like to look good, is taking the men's fashion world by storm. Shopping online, forget that. I don't wanna deal with guessing my size and choosing between colors. I could be in my recording studio recording great episodes for you instead. Lucky for me, my own personal shopper, Ilana, at Trunk Club, hooks me up. Ilana searches far and wide to find me exactly what she knows I'll like. Then she puts it in a trunk, sends it my way. I get to check everything out, try it on, and if I don't end up liking it, I just send it back. Super simple. They carry over 50 brands of high quality clothing, so I'm guaranteed to get stuff that will last me for years. Interested in learning more? You should be. Head over to trunkclub.com fire today. Now we've reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, John. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Hopefully the answers are mind-blowing.
0: <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Insecurity and lack of confidence in myself.
0: What is the best business advice you've ever received?
1: Uh, The one that I shared at the beginning of the show, um, which is hire people who play at things you have to work at, but in conjunction to that is find people who are already doing what you need to do or you need to get done and just copy them.
0: Did you guys do that at all with Praxis Now? How did you develop that into what is now the most advanced brain retraining program in the world?
1: I looked at every one of my competitors, I looked at their websites, I bought their products, I looked at what they were doing for research, Um, I I reviewed absolutely everything they were doing and I asked myself a question, how do I make mine 10 times better and more applicable and how do I make mine evidence-based, meaning using the scientific community as the backbone of all of our products and services to differentiate ourselves from everybody else.
0: Love it. What is something that's working for you, John, right now?
1: Uh, right now, what's working for us is automated webinars. And what I did basically is instead of me going around the world and speaking in front of, you know, 100 or 500 or 5,000 people, I created some automated webinars where I'm basically doing a keynote speech like I would be in front of an audience live. And then we drive traffic to our automated webinar where people could watch it any time of day or night, seven days a week. And we just generate $1,000 sales without ever having to talk to anybody by the hundreds every month.
0: Wow. And what are you using for your automated webinar software?
1: We are using a company called Stealth Webinar. So basically what we did is we went into the studio, we went and filmed me doing a presentation. We added in all of the graphics that I would normally use in my PowerPoints. And then we use a platform called Stealth Webinars. Um, and uh, we've been very, very happy with them so far.
0: I've heard great things. John, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: You know what? I am really not that tech savvy. And so, you know, the, um, I use my iPhone a lot. And I use the, um, the recording feature, of my iPhone, more than anything else. Um, the, the only thing that I really use is my iPhone. And uh, I've got a huge Facebook uh, following of 100,000 fans on Facebook. And that's really the only technology that I use. I have a, a hard time even using my Macintosh, which I got two years ago. Facebook
0: iPhones. These are all great resources that you can use to access anything. So we'll put that down in Fire Nation. You can find the links to this resource, Stealth Webinar, and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash John asaraf. John, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: Well, I would have to start with uh, my book called The Answer, How to Grow Any Business, Achieve Financial Freedom, and Live an Extraordinary Life. Uh, which was a New York Times bestseller, um, which deals with the mindset and the strategies and tactics for for people, um, you know, to build their businesses. If I had to choose another book, um, there's a great book out there called Switch, which is um, by Dan Heath, um, and absolutely um, an excellent book on understanding, you know, how to switch your behaviors and how to really. Um, you know, make change easier for us. Human beings don't really like change. And there's a a great um, amount of science around the the ability to make changes easier than it ever has been in the past.
0: Wonderful. Well, Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So, John, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: First day, I'd find out who is the top lawyer, who's the top accountant, who's the top real estate agent, who's the top uh, hairdresser. I'd find out who are the top people in the community that I was in, regardless of-
0: Who's the top podcaster? That's what I want to know.
1: Who's the top podcaster? (laughs) Who are the players um, in that marketplace, in in that environment? If I had $500 and I had to start making some money- I would find uh, a product or a service that I was passionate about. I'd slap up a WordPress website, and then I would start driving a WordPress website and a commerce platform, so a way for me to collect money. So I'd open up a bank account, and I'd get a, a merchant account, and I would be hopping online and letting everybody in the local marketplace know what I was doing to help me drive traffic there. And I'd be surfing the net, finding people who had contacts uh, and a high degree of interest for my product or my service. I'd start making money within 72 hours.
0: Love that. And Fire Nation, just to note, yes, Squarespace does exist for your e-commerce platform that John talked about. And the offer code FIRE still gets you that great deal. So go ahead and check it out. And John, I have just really been amazed by your journey and I know it's continuing for years and years to come. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Awesome. Well, well, number one, I think every one of us was put here on this earth to fulfill all the goals and the dreams that we have. And we wouldn't have the goals and the dreams and the vision that we have to do with our lives what we want to do with our lives. So follow that intuitive side of yourself. That is the part of you that has these goals and dreams, no matter what. That's number one. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Facebook probably five times a day on uh, John Asraf fan page. And, um, I've got a great following there. If you want to pick up, uh, one of our, uh, free products, just go to the johnassaraf.com website and you can pick up my life on target video and manual, which normally sells for about a hundred bucks. We've got it up there for free right now. So it's johnassaraf.com and you can pick up my life on target manual and 25 minute video on how to get your life on target. So you can not just set your goals, but achieve your goals and dreams.
0: John, thank you again. And Fire Nation is well aware they can find the links to everything that you just mentioned by going to eofire.com, clicking the podcast tab, and you'll be right there in the archives. So, John, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thanks, John. Great job, my friend.
0: Fire Nation, have you seen the video I just created on firenationelite.com yet? If not, I think you're gonna wanna see this. In this video, I talked about my passion for the new elite mastermind community we're creating, Fire Nation Elite. I'd love for you to visit the site and check out the video to learn more about Fire Nation Elite. Then, if you're interested, fill out an application and schedule your one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. That's FireNationElite.com. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com,
1: your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.